1: A silent storm begins to brew in an ancient land of darkness. With tumultuous force from the crust of the earth, two worlds come together as one, from the past and the present, celebrating culture and spirit, paving the pathway to our future. It's time for dreaming. Urban dreaming. Finding your voice. Finding your spirit. Joy 94.9 Wawinjeka, Joy 94.9 would like to acknowledge and pay respect to the sovereign peoples of the past, present and future generations of the Kulin Nations on whose unceded land we work, live and broadcast from. We would also like to acknowledge all our brother boys and sister girls of the LGBTI communities.
2: Yes, you're an even Dreaming, guys. This is Robbie in the Mic and unfortunately I'm on the panel. Oh! <laughs> Out. So guys, yeah, we've got a great show coming up tonight. Um by the way,
3: Layla Thaka in is the back studio.
2: Yes. And um yeah, we're here from 8 to 9 p.m. and we've got a great show coming up. Of course, all the deadly indigenous music and we'll be chatting with Jub Claire, who's mm-hmm. actually um a fa- I was going to say famous, but she will be famous very yeah. soon. Uh director, producer, writer, actor, everything uh you name it, she does it. Yeah, so, Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, good conversation with her. We'll be chatting about the controversy that's going on right now.
3: Yeah, yeah Trevor Noah, comedian and, um, slash, you know.
2: And we've got to the stage where we're finding um, that it's really affecting a lot of our community, so specifically the Indigenous community, mm-hmm. and I think this is something that needs to be... Um, addressed. Addressed. Um, they're, call- they're calling on a boycott um, mm-hmm. for him to come back into Australia for his next tour. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that further. But for now, we're just going to... Sit back and enjoy Why Do we always feel like we need to try
4: Why do we believe that we need to be somebody else to feel alive Why do we make Why do we keep making the same mistakes? And believing that it won't make a difference if we try to break away. It's just a waste of time when we're always fighting over material, trivial things in this life.
2: Yes, Jessica Mowboy there with We've Got Love.
3: Mm.
2: I wonder what she's up to right now. <laughs> <laughs> you want
3: me to call her? now, give, me- give her a call. Go
2: and give her a call, sis. So, um, yeah, deadly, deadly. We've got Joe Williams who's going to be um, on the line soon. He's going to discuss with us about the Trevor Noah um, ordeal. Yep. And, um, you know, the reason why we're going to talk to Joe is because he actually made a Twitter directly to Trevor Noah in regards to his show that he performed back in 2013 um, and saying that Aboriginal women were ugly. And it was just really disappointing, actually, because I I used to not follow as such, but I did love Trevor Noah's shows. Mm.
3: Yeah, Um, we all did. He was such an ambassador for, you know, not just any, like, black folk POC community, but our our mob in particular, you know.
2: Yeah, and it's just sad because it sort of makes you think, well, you know, and especially, yeah, like you said, POC, people people of colour, the idea of uh, a black man basically
3: dehumanizing.
2: dehumanizing and black you know, women he's, he's supposed to be a guy who's actually politically empowering to you and, know, and woke and you know the idea of um speaking up for poc in general mm, and right. for him to do that it just went backwards yeah and i found that really disappointing yeah. so such a shame
3: super disappointing use of his platform definitely for sure but um you know it's definitely sparked controversy and 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 in a really bad way you know I think as black women and black you know black people in general anytime we speak up that's about anything injustice based it's always gonna spark controversy unfortunately but for Trevor Noah it was I mean I have no words to be honest Suri you know about it all it's super disappointing
2: well, he's you know he's, he's South African, mm. South African, and the idea of um, yeah, I just I just cannot come to terms or even understand that concept of being able to say something um, that's degrading to basically you're doing it. Even though he's from a different country yep. completely, yep. he he must still understand the the reality of that we are the minority, and yes. for us to you know, it's taken so long for black people in general to rise to to be at a certain level. Mm. And to do that, it just, yeah, it sort of throws back all that hard work.
3: Yeah, and I know? think there's no excuses for it, you know. There's definitely no excuses. Them words came out of his mouth, you know, so any excuse of he didn't write it or he's got people that he has to pay or whatever, you know, I mean, these are all my assumptions. But he still, at the end of the day, had the choice to not say that joke you know so it's it's accountability on his behalf 100%
2: yeah so just looking at um information that's been basically brought up we've got the um so comedian Trevor Noah you know he's under footage um from the 2013 they actually took that footage off every social media um, platform you can come across, apparently. Damage
3: control. Yep.
2: You know, there's no such thing as... This is what he said. There's no such thing as the most beautiful race. All women of every race can be beautiful, Noah says in the routine, which originally aired in 2013. Um, But then he goes on to say, and I know some of you are sitting there right now going on uh, saying, "Oh, oh, Trevor, yeah, I've never seen a beautiful Aborigine before. Yeah, but you know what you say. You say yet that that's what you say yet yeah because you haven't seen all of them right plus it's not always about looks maybe aboriginal women do special things maybe they'll just like jump on top of you and be like he continues before cupping his hands to his lips and imitating the sound of a didgeridoo Mm. and all women of every race can be beautiful and the indigenous yeah former nRL player joe williams appears to have had the opportunity to share this video over the weekend and he um Basically just wanted to point out that it's, it's perpetuating, you know, and encouraging racial abuse and it shouldn't go on. Yes. And his response was basically, I'm, I'm sorry. He said that he's, um, from memory, he says that he went to the Bunjilaka Museum and he got a chance to see um, what Aboriginal culture and history is about and, it's, and it basically gave him a bit more perspective. And, mm. and that thing of being a comedian, like, this stuff is premeditated, you know... Um, Like stuff that we that we speak of, and in order to, you know, move forward. Well, just to look at that, like if you say, for example, you were about to do a stand-up show, and you wrote the stuff, and you thought to yourself, "Oh, yeah, this is great. This is going to get a bit of a laugh." You know, in the end, it's not going to do justice for our people, but it's going to give a laugh. Now, that's a cheap laugh, isn't it? That's
3: Absolutely. Cheap... And, and for what audience? Not for us.
2: No, specifically. And, you know, obviously it's for those who, well, he feels he needs to give that. It's for
3: an ignorant, uneducated audience. Yeah. And that's, that is the Makes epitome wanna... of a cheap laugh. Exactly, you know? exactly.
2: So, so what is that about? <clears throat> yeah, here's his response. It says, um, you're right. After visiting Australia's Bunjilaka Museum and learning about Aboriginal history firsthand, I vowed never to make a joke like that again, And I haven't. And I'll make sure the clip from 2013 is now not promoted in any way. Mm. So I guess what's happening is now they're looking at, um, well, I guess the whole of Australia is now looking at boycotting his tour. Yeah. Um, Whether this happens or not is another question.
3: I mean, if you think about boycotting, um, I don't think it's boycotting. I think it's, we have to take the education into our own hands, unfortunately. Now we have the responsibility to educate Uh, you know other comedians that want to make gammon jokes like this that no you can't be doing that so yeah uh, uh, you know when you say boycott I use that I think it's a very loose um, explanation for what what it is that us mob are trying to achieve when we're actually being really public with our response to this particular controversy but you know we just got to stay staunch yeah and just knock this stuff on the head when it comes our way
2: Exactly, so I guess if you guys want to be involved in this conversation as well, just feel free to SMS us on zero four two seven joy nine four nine. That's zero four two seven joy nine four nine, or you can email us on on air at joy dot org dot au. That's on air at joy dot <laughs> Yeah, boy. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got another song for you, and this is actually a great one. This is from Alice, Alice Sky. Yeah, Love her. Deadly Sis. From the album Friends With Feelings. Hello. And this song, we'll let you know as soon as we play it afterwards. Hey. <laughs>
3: Welcome back to Urban Dreaming. And that was deadly little sis there, Alice Skye, and from her debut album, Friends With Feelings.
2: Beautiful voice. Um,
3: Oh, so deadly. She's a Wemba Wemba singer-songwriter as well, woman and universal little sister as well. But she's originally from country Victoria. And um, one thing about Alice, uh, you know, sissy Alice there, her voice is just... Ugh, it's 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 a combination of hopeful and haunting mm, definitely you know? definitely um proper dreamlike as well so you know she first caught national attention back in 2015 with her debut single You are the Mountain so and she's just been skyrocketing ever, ever since hey,
2: did you go to a concert?
3: um I was a little busy, but you know I was there in spirit A ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know she's been she's been um I guess trailblazing. You know, for many of us, hey.
2: Oh, I'm in awe of really of, of knowing that there's a constant talent. Uh these coming musicians coming mob. through, yeah. artists and young in general. Too. You know, and, and you know, for a, representing our mob and mm. it's just so deadly to see. Mm. And um and what's even more crazy is that you have someone who is basically up there but they just come out of nowhere. <laughs> it's really yeah. interesting to um to yeah. see how that you know these these people on their their own personal journeys, yeah. and it just goes to prove that you don't have to really be in the industry to actually be acknowledged. To, to be no, that's you know, right, so. you know.
3: And you know, if you know Alice in the way that I do, uh, shout out. To <laughs> um, you know, she's got her own following and her own community that's very underground. And and you know, if you if you are content with that, then you are killing it in your own way in the industry. You know, proper.
2: Definitely, definitely. All right. So on the line right now we have an amazing woman. Job yeah. clerk. How are you, Job? Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so, just for those who don't know this lady, but I'm pretty sure you'll know as soon as I say these few things. Uh, so, Jubalch actually, I call her Jubble, she as my little nickname Golden. for it. Uh, so, Jub actually, <laughs> she's done a lot of um, directing, producing, writing. She's also an actor. And everything in between. Uh, she wears many hats, and not just a master of one, but many. I, I, can, I must say that because um, this girl is a bloody, she's killing it in the industry, and she's just on I'll fire. I'll
5: give you your fifty dollars later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't. But just to name a few things well, that then she's
5: you're done. Pay me back. But
0: <laughs> <yeah>.
2: <laughs> see, that's that typical Look countryman out. style, see, from the Kimberleys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jabs actually, she comes from the Kimberleys. She's uh, worked and and lived and um, in the Kimberleys, and, and basically. Now based in Perth, uh, she, is it Perth job?
5: Uh, no, I'm I'm in the southwest now. Uh, southwest. To get it wrong, town. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> she she's done things like the turning. She actually worked on Tim Winton's um, on one of his Deadly. directions. We've also had um, trouble. She worked on Satellite Boy. She's she's worked on Brand New Day. She's done the Circuit. She's done Jasper Jones, the movie. The list goes on. And now you've made your own film.
5: Well, I'm a, I'm about to. <laughs> Ooh.
2: Incredible. Yeah,
5: I know. It's it's a, it's a bit hilarious. I'm all over the bloody place.
3: <laughs> That's the way to be, eh? I don't
2: I'm know how very, you do it you're to be honest. You just Wearing
5: well, it's all those lots of hats. I thought, mm. oh, god, I don't know how I do it either. <laughs> it's uh Taking a deep breath and closing my eyes and running, oh. <laughs> running in any direction. True. <laughs> Wherever the money is ah, Yay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, God, if there was money, Jesus, <laughs> we'd all be doing it. <laughs>
2: True. I just saw a uh, job yeah, no. recently in Melbourne as well, actually. And, and um, I
5: was in Melbourne for something, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. I think I saw you the last time here, In I mean, in Melbourne, we was, I think I got the Ch- Kate Chalice Award, yeah?
2: That's the yeah. one. And then I was
5: the um, so there for the Kate Tullis award for my play, the Freeman. Mm.
2: Exactly. And yes. then I saw ah. a, a Facebook post of you as well, and you um, you had everyone gathering for a big event that you were holding. I think it was like another film that maybe you may have produced. Oh or... my
5: god! Yeah, I got the um, West Coast Vision. So the, the, the latest latest thing is um, Screen West has a um, feature film fund called West Coast Visions, and mm. myself and the amazing Liz Carney. Um, with Arena Media um, uh, were the recipients for this year, so it's very very exciting. So after all these years of doing all different kinds of things in film and TV and theatre, um, short you know directing and writing short films and then casting other projects and co-producing, associate producing and and all sorts of stuff with all sorts of things, I finally am going to do my own first feature film. Deadly,
2: wow! <laughs> so can we get the title <laughs> really of the film at least, exciting. or is that?
5: Oh, uh, it's a work in process, working, okay, it's a working yeah. title, it's, it's, it's what it is now won't be, probably maybe what it won't be later, because we're just refining the last little bit of the script and I think mm-hmm. once we've got that kind of all sorted, we'll really know what the name of our film is, so it's like, no, it's, uh, it's, it's had a couple of different names, so it's, no, it's just a film yeah. at the moment. And are you <laughs> But it's a coming holding... of a kind of comedy-drama, so...
2: Yeah, it's just beautiful. I'm holding
3: auditions. Yeah, for Maureen Minmart. Uh, how did you know I was going to say that? <laughs> nah, to hearing it in my words. Nah. <laughs> i woman. That's why. Uh, I mean,
2: yeah, shut up. Don't actually. Um, you know, just going back now, Job, because I like I've known you all my life, and I think about. Yeah. You know, I I also have seen you and your journey and where you've come to now and to to this point mm-hmm. in your life, and it's really beautiful to see how it's. Um, you know, you started off really basically just performing in high school, yeah? And you did a few yeah, acting with your shows. Brother, mine. I know with my brother. How cool is that? <laughs> and um and I guess you got the the acting bug, what they call the acting bug, and then what what yeah. made you sort of eventually go, look, I don't think acting's so I'm just going to put on the side for now and do a bit more directing and, and um producing. Well,
5: it, it was it was never about putting acting on the side. Um it was just an opportunity, a different opportunity ar- arose. Uh, through actually Screen West um employing an Indigenous film coordinator other than that knackle and um her coming into Yuriakan when I was working there and kind of saying, Anyone got an idea for a film? Mm. <laughs> and that was uh, two thousand and four and um and that's when we mum and I um had an idea and um mum's original concept and I wrote the script and we put in and we got a really amazing um film initiative. Index seventy-five grand for our first short little film
2: for the good a Wow! Thriller.
5: Okay, yeah, called Story Time. I know it was pretty bloody awesome, and um, and then you and, spent and it exciting. all, man. Nah. And then <laughs> <we> <laughs> started, like, I didn't make a movie. You should see my earrings. Ah. <laughs> awesome <laughs> little diamond. <laughs> Don't oh deadly. And it just went from that to 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 another thing and another thing, and of course, then at the time. Living in broome in Yarru country and and because um, i'm a I'm no new, new Yaru girl from that way mm. and um growing up also in portland um but you know just just at that time there was just this absolute influx of amazing indigenous stories with indigenous not just consultants but collaborators mm. and it was a really exciting time, and we had the circuit we had mad Bus, we had satellite boy. Wow. All in those in those in those years, you know, really close together, and and I was kind of up there, and um, and they went, oh, these are really strong indigenous content shows. We need indigenous people working on them, and I got really amazing opportunities to cast. Um, having a background in theatre and film, yep. um, and also a graduate of Whopper, uh, the three year course mm. back in the day, um, I uh, I just got a really amazing opportunity to work on all of these. Um, projects. Yeah. And then slowly, you know, a lot of it through Bunya Productions, um, David Dowsey and and Simken um, really gave me amazing opportunities. Um, the first big one, also, though, the Circuit One and Two. Uh,
2: with Aaron Pedersen and Gary Sweet.
5: Yes, yes. And Kelton Powell and everybody. <laughs> Mark and that's, uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's something that's something really interesting um to flag as well that you mentioned you went and studied at WAPA as well. And, you know, it's something that Annie Leah Purcell last week was um sort of reiterating as well, like it's important to be in this industry to get some training as well and yeah. get some ed- edumacation, edumacation. Uh, in edumacation. this in this industry because it's gonna really um catapult you in a way that you know, you, you're not going to realise it until you actually do study. Yeah. You know, and, and I tell a lot of mob that want to be in this industry, like, where do I start? What do I do? I'm like, honestly, go, do some courses, you know? get some, training. Know? Go, get some, some training. And it um, doesn't
5: have to be Whopper. It can be... No, that's right. It can, I mean, it'd be great. It could, Whopper is an amazing school. And, yeah. As well as NIDA and Proper recognition. Maybe Job it's Clark
2: could come professor. and teach you and um, sit down it it in your room. And... Private
3: lessons I there. <laughs> <laughs> actually,
2: I keep calling her Clark because her, her maiden name was Clark. Oh, yeah. How's the and her <laughs> married name now is Claire. Oh, and it's like a Because it's her French
5: history. Yeah,
2: yeah. So well, it's, it's funny just
5: you should mention Leah because of of course Leah was in Brand New Day, and mm. um, you know uh, Uncle Jimmy Chai, bless him, mm. um, wrote Brand New Day, um, which really kind of got me into this whole mess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mum and. And um, my mum and all my family were in the original one. And then in the second brand-new day, of course, Leah was there playing Marijuana Annie. Mm. And that's where I met my darling sister girl oh, and um, yeah. Bane and and, um, and daughter girl. Uh, so she's a big girl now. Last time I saw Leah, she said she's like 21 or even more. I was oh, like, what the heck? Don't. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, no, you know,
4: and,
5: and just exactly, just seeing um, that that importance of, yes, going to these schools yeah. There's a, there's a lot more projects are happening, so there's a much more bigger call for Indigenous actors. Yep. And so, you know, it's great to be able to go out into the communities and audition like we did with Mad Bastards and Satellite Boy um, and find these pearls, hidden gems in the communities that will never mm. really be interested in going to acting schools. But then, of course, to be able to turn around and go... Okay, who are these trained pussycats? Where are they? Let's
3: let's bring them out and get them on onto the uh, casting couch. Yeah, <laughs> but because th- that's the thing, like you know, you were saying, you don't have to go to WAPA or whatever. You know, even just learning from each other, um, passing on that knowledge through. You know, if if you've gone and done some training, passing on a bit of your training, what you learnt onto our next generation, whatever mm. capacity that might be, it might be experience on set, but. Yeah, you know, just doing a few, couple of weekend courses or, you know, workshops and things like that. Like, it's just so important. than yeah. Then getting on the grog or whatever, you know?
5: Exactly. Just trying to exactly. swap that
3: ritual over, I guess. Exactly. In our community. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's really interesting too, yeah, when we had the conversation with Leah, the idea of, because she she really just follows, like, she, she's so professional. Yeah. To the yeah. point of, you know, and it's hard, like, job you know this too, because the idea of doing what you do, obviously you, you get um, acknowledged for what you do and, you, and you're also even awarded for what you do. But, you know, the idea is, like, you're doing these amazing jobs and you're doing such amazing work for the community and, and for Australia in general. But the idea is, like, what's, like, you know, you don't have much time for your social life, you know, because you, you're constantly having to do one gig after the other. Mm. Unless you make it's the time, exactly I guess, right. too. But everything well, everything becomes work, doesn't it?
5: Well, that's exactly right and I'm sitting here at my desk actually on the phone to you with my tax all around me <laughs> and I'm looking at all of my receipts and none of them are going into the personal file because I'm like, <laughs> I have no personal one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, on, oh, and, and literally all the dates because, you know, I've got this huge white ball, whiteboard on my wall. White it's ball. very important no, it- to everybody. I've got a white ball and a white board. Once <laughs> one's a crystal one that I look into the picture. <laughs> Oh, Nothing to do with my husband. <laughs>
2: Where is your husband? <laughs> is he yeah, nearby? He's
5: in the shed, of course. He's oh. in the shed. But, um, <laughs> but I'm looking at all the dates and matching it up with all my receipts and going, oh, no, I was over there for that date. And, oh, my God, this petrol for that place? And wow. that thing is for this? And, oh, my God. And I'm just going, I have no personal life. Mm. And, and I think that's what's really funny, too, because being based up in Broome for so long and then coming down to the very... Deep south of WA, I'm um, being in a very small towns, and when I'm away, I'm working, and when I come back, I'm like in the cocoon position, recovering from intense work, <laughs> and um, you don't have a social life, and um, but it, it, it does come as a big surprise when you know, because I know that like when I got West Coast visions, um, on top of all the because it was a really beautiful announcement actually um, at the Screen West Industry um, Celebrations last Wednesday. Mm. And uh, there was like a huge clap and excellence, but there was also like an audible gasp of like, "Where? how did that happen? Like, where the hell? Because I, I don't go to any kind of social functions. No one knows what I'm doing. And yeah. so it was like, that was really sneaky. How did that happen? She just, <laughs> she just pulled that one out of the many hats. <laughs>
3: It's funny how you get into that um, mode, I, I guess. Of um, you know, if you're going to go out and socialize, it's got to be like somebody you know that's in the play, or you know, you got invited to a particular opening, and you know it's going to be a networking uh, opportunity. Well, See, I'm
5: I'm so far down south, and uh, there's no plays down here. There's nothing.
2: Oh.
3: There's trees <laughs> and the brand are in the ocean. Oh so no. I don't really- well, that's why oh, that's you got no right. social
2: life.
5: Ah.
3: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> if anything, it's probably well, the luckily, best place luckily, to be away from. Well, the
5: funny thing, luckily, it's got. Um, all the chaos. At the, it, coming up soon in August, we've got Cinefest Oz, which is this amazing film festival down here. So that's like my, my saving grace. Mm. Like, um, we get on the 22nd to the 26th of August, this, this town just gets absolutely inundated with the most amazing filmmakers and films and. And actors and directors and producers from all over the country and wow. some and some international guests. So it's a really lovely opportunity for me living down here to go. Oh, the industry is actually coming to my doorstep. Mm, putting <laughs> it's the, largest the deep... prize money in Australia, you know, for hundred grand. But so everyone really does make an effort to come down here. It's really
3: great. Yeah, that's a, that sounds amazing. Putting your mob down there on the map, eh? I'm telling you, and because I'm the Indigenous Film Coordinator for. Cinefest does as well, so I get to by a lot. Oh, of so you over. you now gam and make that plug real quick. <laughs> I did. Did
5: you like that? Yeah, <laughs> that was real
2: that was smooth.
5: I liked it. That was so it. smooth. That was the oh, best segue in the world. Proper. <laughs> I think she
2: actually um fit into the regulations of the radio as well, ah, which is great. Look out. Um, so Jabulch, um, looking at your life, um. <laughs> Knowing that. just so
5: naughty. Anyway, I know, right?
2: It's hard to talk to Job because she likes to talk and I like to talk too and when we talk over each other it it sort of makes it nothing um, happens and, and like one convoluted conversation. <laughs> out <there with> <laughs> See that's what's happened when you're related to someone, eh? Um, but I wanted to say to Job, like and this is something really serious now, like um we know only we only, we know only Sylvia. So she was one of the biggest mm. inspirations of your life and that was your mother. Yes. Sylvia Clark. Yes. Um yes. and you know, like she was one of the original uh, performers for Brand New Day from the very beginnings, and basically yes. she's one of the really the foundation, sort of foundation um, pioneers of of acting when it comes to Aboriginal yes. um, theatre and film. Um, yeah, you know, I guess seeing your mother all her journey and, and to you know and to really make a, a change in communities and to have such an effect with her work and and her her life in regards to her passion and the arts and then, you know, um, just to see her passing on her, her gifts to you, um, it was just beautiful to watch that and to see, you know, because I know myself what it's like to lose a mother. Um, yes. Yeah. But, you know, the the fact that her spirit lives on through you, you can see that so strongly with you. Um, yeah. And I guess what I'm wanting to know is, like, when you do your work, you know, do, do you find that you're... you're like making a tribute to your mother more than ever now? All
5: the time. You know what mum is like, like literally everything I do (laughs) and say, I can hear her screaming at me from the side going, I don't think so, I wouldn't do it like that or blah, blah, blah and make sure you do it proper ways like that way. Literally everything is mum is screaming at me going... Do it right or don't do it at all. That's <laughs> so, yeah, exactly right. Well,
2: like, she was always good like that, wasn't she? She, she made sure yeah, she did...
5: Screaming in a good way, like in a screamy, happy, giggling, ecstatic, euphoric way. And, uh, and and also, yes. Well, Malena's sitting here on the ground too, Uncle Suri.
2: Oh, Malena.
5: Happiness.
2: So yeah, good. Well, and Malena's doing acting doing now. Doing How's, that? Acting. How's that? It's fine. Yeah. I'm finding so that it's just passing on from next generation to generation, isn't it? Yeah.
5: Yeah, she just did a short film with Kelly Cross, actually. So he's another Deadly Sister Girls um, filmmaker. And Malena, with nothing to do with me, I had nothing to do with this. this <laughs> just,
2: to <laughs> <laughs> just to make it clear.
5: To make it clear, it was all on her own. Of course, I've cast Malena in all the films that I've done, but this one was independent. So you don't make you don't um, make
3: an audition, Nah.
5: Nothing doing. I was away. Working on Mystery Road, the TV series, and yeah. next minute, an old girl's got an audition through her agent. Ben, if you please, Look and she's really big.
2: That's so yeah, cool.
5: I know.
2: I know. And wasn't <laughs> her her first debut um, in Jasper Jones flying a kite?
5: Actually, no. When she was like four, I reckon six months old, she was in Brandy Day at <gasps> the end That's scene right. when they're all singing "Nothing I'd Rather Be."
2: Oh and, um, my God! A little
5: baby next to the convoy van, and then she was in um, my short kind of docudrama, drama, Min Midnight, and then she and um, don't talk about it, it'll come, and then um, <laughs> <laughs> and then she was in, yeah, she was flying the kite in Jasper Jones. And a couple of other things.
3: That's right. Well, maybe yeah. we'll get her on the show next week. Ah. Well,
2: <laughs> mm, That would be cool.
3: Proper. Uh, of course, the amazing
5: Rachel Perkins did the directing on Brand New Day. Mm. And there was another casting department. I'm not sure. It might have been. An, I won't say who it was. I'm not a percent sure. But because I was doing the second circuit at the time, I came on board after to help with extras Casting. But our sister girl Becky Seriago was the.
2: That's right. Yeah, because me and Bec got on board for that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um,
5: because I, I was doing the circuit, and then the circuit finished a little bit before the end of brand new day, so I came on board in that capacity.
2: And did you have My a cameo in that as well? Brand new day. Yeah, your mum did. Yeah, yes. she was in the uh, the church was, scene. Yeah? Of
5: course, I had the little thing because I was holding Milena. Of course. Milena had the cameo. I was just holding her. I was her warm prop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so cool.
5: But um, but no, uh, of course, I toured around from the age of 14 to 18 with the play um, backstage singing on the mic from Stephen Piglet Mob because um, everyone was huffing and puffing on stage, Uncle Bumba. <laughs> but um, I, I know just about every single line to that play because, of course, for four years, every night, I was, by the side of the stage and I know the place very well and the film was a, a beautiful rendition of the play, I believe. It was mm. really well done, right? She did a great job.
2: Mm, so cool.
5: And she does with everything. She's like got the Midas touch.
3: And you owe her $50 now. So.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, so I do, but two, three will give it to her because he owes me. <laughs> ah, two Owen around. <laughs>
2: Solid. <laughs> well... You know, I will. what?
5: I'll make you owe me 50
2: bucks a <laughs> <laughs> Oh, classic. Hi, right, Jabulsh. Thank you so much for your time. It's great to chat with you. And, um, yeah, we look yeah, forward too, to seeing I your film. I'm
5: going to be in Melbourne in uh, a couple of weeks. I'm going to be there
2: for me. Awesome. Let's get you so we'll live in the up. studio.
5: And
3: now everyone knows
2: that was listening to this.
5: Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not actually. I'm talking about next year. Next year. Ah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Love your job. Thank you very much. Take care. Yeah, I
5: love you. See you later. Gali amabu. Gali
2: amabu. Yes, Kaliamabu means goodbye or hello as well in our language, in Niguna language. So, um, yeah, really good to have a conversation with her. It was actually a bit of a catch up, really, wasn't Proper. it? Proper. Don't you love that?
3: Proper personal call there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, I'm going to play another song for you guys. This is uh, My Black Boy by Jessica Wishart. Mm. Enjoy.
6: has different features. You can be beautiful no matter what race you are. Yeah, women all can have beautiful faces. Women can all have beautiful boobs. That's just a standard thing. You know, all women of every race can be beautiful. Yeah. And I know some of you are sitting there now going, oh, Trevor, yeah, but I've never seen a beautiful aborigine. Yeah, but you know what you say? You say yes. That's what you say. Yes, because you haven't seen all of them, right? And plus, it's not always about looks. Yeah, maybe aborigine women do special things. Yes, maybe they'll just like jump on top of you and just be like, boom,
4: yeah."
2: So that song just then?
3: Uh, The song prior to what we just heard before um, was Black Boy by Jessica Wishart. She's a young Bajara woman who writes and performs songs inspired by her love of music, family and culture. The interesting thing about Jessica is that she's very passionate about education for Indigenous people, young people in particular. And she believes that, um, you know, to help young Indigenous people channel their frustrations and anger, they should be doing so into leadership and integrity. Which she does with her music, eh?
2: Amazing music. Now, that um, track I just played literally before the, um, the announcement of the song as well was Trevor Noah. And that's after, the racist you know. clip that was actually resurfaced after 2013. Mm. Um, and this has actually caused a bit of controversy, a lot of controversy, mm. actually, throughout the whole of Australia. Mm. And um, a lot of our countrymen are not happy. Mm. Now, I've got on the line with me um, Joe Williams. And Joe Williams is actually, um, he'll be, he's basically made a tweet direct to. Um, Trevor to Trevor and he he wanted to tell him that what is what he's done is is completely unacceptable and what uh, what um Joe says is your your comments about aboriginal indigenous ex in this clip are utterly unacceptable as a man of color you usually in a point with racism and divide and here you are perpetrating and encouraging racial abuse um and in response to that um, I guess what happened was Trevor basically just said he went to the Bunjilaka Museum. He got a, you know, he got an understanding a bit more about culture, Aboriginal culture, and and he f- he just did, he didn't really make an apology. He just said, look, um, and I will take the clip off and I'll, I'll make sure it's not being seen again. And now, right now, we have with us Joe Williams online. How are you, Joe? Good evening, guys. Thanks. Good, good, um, good on you, man, for um, standing up for our countrymen mm. and um, making Calling a stand.
6: I guess um, you know I have to say first of all, it wasn't me that you know that put it out there first. I, I was, I was tagged on something on Facebook, and then uh, I shared, you know, I guess, my disgust on Twitter, then, and, and I sort of picked up a bit of momentum from there. So, you know, it was, it was a couple of other people that actually brought it out uh, into the public eye first. But then, I, I guess, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a bit of a platform with with some people that follow me and the work that I do obviously through my sports career and then the work that I do now around suicide prevention around the country. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it, if it, if it was, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, I guess the, 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 people who follow me that, that helped, um, you know, bring it out and, and bring it a little, give it a little, a little bit more mo- momentum. That's, you know, it's only a positive thing. Um, because, you know, these sort of things have been, uh, ignored for too long. Um, and you know, for, for 230 years our people, our women in particular, have been battered and bruised, and you know, and and pushed down to the point that it it affects us deeply. And you know, it's it's not just about uh, women standing up for other women. It's got to be our men standing alongside our women, saying, you know what, this isn't acceptable. Mm. You know, people, we've all got mothers, and you know, I've got a wife, and I've got a daughter. You know, that that directly affects those three. Uh, females in my life um, and I, you know I've got sisters as well so it affects you know up to five different nieces and
2: grand nieces and the list goes on you know the idea of exactly, affecting mate. each generation and so
6: you know I'm a huge believer and this is what I a lot of what I live my life by is is what we ignore we accept um, you know when we see the type of dismantling and um, disrespectful comments as such, um, then I'm going to pull it up every day of the week, um, you know, and and that's not only about what I do, but it's about owing those women who have fought long and hard uh, for survival of of our people and our country and our culture uh, as, as an Aboriginal people.
3: Yeah. Definitely, I I one hundred percent agree with you on that, Bala. Um, you know, the thing that I think was really disappointing too was, you know, he. I mean, he is a black man essentially as yeah. well. You
6: know, I think this is something. You know, don't expect we have be having our corner.
3: Yeah, exactly.
6: No, people people of colour are the first people, and you know what? Um, a South African guy who his people have been deeply affected by apartheid in that
3: country, he should know Mm. the effects. Yeah, no excuses. Um,
2: But should he know? That's the other thing. Obviously, he doesn't know because he did this and he made a huge mistake. Um, So I guess is that because maybe he wasn't really brought up with, you know, who's to say? He he obviously wasn't educated. I mean,
3: his team was so quick to retract everything online. I mean, this was something that he did a few years ago. So why didn't they retract it then, you know?
6: Well, what this is, could what all have been avoided,
3: um, you exactly.
6: know. Why well, well, wasn't the clip pulled back down back in 2013 or exactly. whatever it was? And then we, all this could be avoided. Exactly. Um, but you know what? Um, I, I, I found a bit of class in, in, in him actually responding personally. I found some class in that, that. You know, he didn't have to. He's got millions of followers. So. But um, you don't but know if it was him. Yeah, true.
3: <laughs> it could have been his well, team.
6: It's, it's his been, PR. <laughs> uh, Twitter verified his, his account, so... I can only assume that it was his, uh, his account. But you know what, um, like we said, uh, you know, c- class or not, there was no apology. Mm. There was only acceptance and acknowledgement that it was a rubbish comment. Yeah. There was no apology. And no. the apology isn't to me or communities or anyone else other than women. Like, it's got to be an apology directly to our women. Mm. He's deeply offended our women. And, uh, you know, there's aunties, aunties, uh, sister girls and, yep. you know, people right across the country that that are, uh, you know, are hurting from this.
3: Yeah, and I think, too, he's um, essentially saying it's okay to make jokes like this, you know, knowing he's got such a following. Um, he, he's essentially just, yeah, making an example out well, of what's acceptable.
6: You know, the thing is that he's a hugely profiled person. Yeah. Um, there are... Hundreds of people that have commented that do accept that those comments, you know. So it's uh, people out there say, "Oh, well, it was back in 2013." Yeah, well, so what? Mm. It doesn't make it right.
2: Mm. I actually wanted to know whether this was brought up on on that year as well, when it actually um, when he first did this incident. Um, was there a follow up on this, and and where, was there any um, any apologies at that time as well?
6: Well, I, I don't know, and, and again, this is the first time I've saw it. I've seen the seen the footage. Um, the other day when I posted it. So um, again, you know, it's about it's about moving forward. And you know, we're stuck in a, a place of, I guess, hatred, and um, you know, our, our old people have always been accepting. So if he comes out and he accepts, uh, he accepts his his responsibility and, and apologises and sits down with the women, mm-hmm. uh, because let's not forget, he's out here on country in our country mm-hmm. and going to be profiting off. He shows yep. on our country, yep. and he's disrespected our females. Yep. You know, there's, there's more that needs to be done. Yep. And this isn't just an Aboriginal issue. This is an all-people issue. That's right. Uh, we are the first people of this country, and we are the first people for everyone. Yep. Uh, so, you know, be in our corner a bit.
3: Exactly, and stop practising the
2: colonizers' culture.
6: Uh. 100%. Yeah, Agreed.
2: Well, Joe, yeah, thanks again. You know, it's just incredible with the work that you do and it's so good to hear. It just, it just goes to show one man's voice can change so many others' perspectives. Mm. And I think the idea again, for that, us to, you know, for all of us to to take that, um, take a leaf from your book.
6: You know, it goes by, again, the, the saying is what I live by, what we what we accept. There would have been plenty of people that, that heard those comments and, and said, ah, that's not really right, but wow. didn't do anything about it well, you know, let's not accept those comments.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe, for your time. Take care. And, um, yeah, okay, and this enjoy. is us, guys. That's all. Yo. See you, Joy. This is us, guys. Enjoy your evening. All the best. Thanks for joining Urban Dreaming.
3: You have been listening to Urban Dreaming with your hosts, Sue
1: Rummy and Miss Elanias, a show that aims to bridge the gap and close the divide.
3: You can stay up to date by adding us on your Facebook and download the podcast from joy.org.au. Urban Dreaming on Joy 94.9.
6: For Midsummer Festival's annual fundraising event, Midwinter Gala, are on sale now. This year, the gala will be held in the splendid surrounds of one of Melbourne's most iconic venues, Melbourne Town Hall. Join effervescent host for the evening, Gretel Colleen, to enjoy a three-course meal, fine
2: wines, a silent auction and special guest entertainers, while raising essential funds towards
1: the support and development of
3: Midsummer Festival artists and culture makers. The fifth annual
2: Midwinter Gala, Saturday, August 4. Grab your VIP or standard tickets now by heading to midsummer.org.au. A community message supported by Joy. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au.
1: listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia community media organization joy help us keep joy on air head to joy.org.au joy a diverse sound for a diverse community